Hello everyone, welcome to the Zot Arts Podcast, the place where we invite UCI alumni and pharmacy to share their inspiring stories in their road to success. Today's episode is brought to you by Pre-Pharmacy Society at UCI and Anteaters and Pharmacy Alumni Association, and I'm your host, Brian Kwok. Without further ado, let today's episode begin. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Zot Arts Podcast. In today's episode, we have Dr. Tian Vu, who's currently the pharmacy manager at UCI Student Health Center. Please welcome Tian to the podcast. Tian, would you like to further introduce yourself? Hello, Ryan. Thank you for having me and thank you to Preform Society at UCI to having me a chance to come and talk to your membership and every student who are interested in pursuing a career in pharmacy. Thank you for that. Um, before I start to introduce myself, I am also a uh, ZOT alumni as well. I went to UCLI in 2007 and graduated in 2009. After that, I um, pursued my pharmacy career at UC San Diego and graduated in 2013. After graduation, I decided to pursue my pharmacy career exclusively or heavily in uh, pharmacy operation and pharmacy management, which I believe is a skill in anything you do, not just pharmacy, management and operation. I started to work for a private company for about five, six years after I graduated, moving from various positions from pharmacist, pharmacy manager, regional manager, and various other positions. And then my career changed and I decided to come back, you know, academic environment. So that's why I reapply and, you know, uh, fortunately got hired into my current job title as a pharmacy director at the uh, UC of I Student Health Pharmacy here in the campus to serve your member and as a student in general at the campus. Thank you so much. I mean, this episode is actually particularly special to me because for those who know me closely, I actually work in the Student Health Center Pharmacy and he is my boss. So I've been waiting to do this episode for quite a while. So without further ado, let's get into your pharmacy story, Tian. Sure, let's do it. By the way, Brian is a good worker. So you have good leadership uh, in your organization right there. You know, Thank you. <laughs> he has my stamp of approval. <laughs> so first off, would you like to describe a little bit about your life before UCI? Before UCI, so basically I immigrated here from Vietnam in 2002. Before that, I was born and raised obviously in Vietnam, right, until I'm 14. And in 2002, fortunately, we we migrated here to this country. As any immigrant who migrated into this wonderful country of opportunity, I think I share the very similar background in terms of the struggle in terms of financial, the language, the culture, the solitude feeling, and any other struggle that most immigrants, not just myself, feel. So um, in 2002, when I migrated here, you know, housing is an issue first. Our family, I came from the big family, whereas we have about 10 plus members, and we all had to share the same garage. So basically, I slept in the same garage with, uh, on the same bed with five of my brother and sister because we just couldn't afford to a bigger space. We simply just didn't have money. Not that we didn't want to work, we just didn't have enough language 
to find a job that willing to pay us higher than the minimum wage at the time. And at the time, the minimum wage, I think, is six seventy-five, And that's all we can make. And I still remember that besides, you know, like having all, you know, living in the tiny space, we also struggle to get a livable wage from a job. So because of that, most of my time since 2002, up all the way to 2007 before UCRI, I had to jump job from, you know, from job to job, basically anything that willing to hire, whoever wants to hire me, willing to work. So most memorable job was I actually started to work in the swap meet right here in Costa Mesa, in the fairground, where I had to wake up like at 3 a.m. in the morning, went there and just stand there. And whoever wanted to hire me for the day job, they would hire me. And I still remember back then I worked for a lot of company and um, a lot of seller. They hired me from 3 a.m. to all the way 6 p.m. And they pay me what? Guess how much they pay me? $40 a day. So that is my weekend job. So basically, I work two full days, weekend job, and I make like $80 a day. And then another, mem- another memorable job I had was when I started to advance more into my academic career, I decided to, you know what, fairground, work in the swap meet and working up early could not be compatible with my, you know, like school calendar. So I decided to quit and look for another job. And I worked in, you know, multiple gas station, do the handy job, lawn mowing. So basically anything that's willing to give me money without interfering with my school because I determined I want to go to school. I want to change my life. This job right here just really gave me some money to support now. So that's what I did. But what I want to send the message to your member is that the struggle is there, you know, the challenge is there. What comes out of it is that the willingness to accept it and deal with it and never forget that school and knowledge is, is most important. And there is the light at the end of the tunnel. Wow, great inspiration story. I mean, like just seeing how your ambition has, you know, lead to your change of life is just incredible. All right, I guess the next question is that, describe a little about your UCI experience. Do you have any sort of experience that you engaged in during your time at UCI? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so continue to previous questions. So, it's kind of the perfect transition into like pre-UC of I to UC of I. After all of that struggle, right, English was my the number one challenge as most immigrants because I didn't speak English back then. But when it comes to UC of I, very fortunately, my English was improved. I'd be able to communicate heavily in writing, still struggle to pronunciate still struggle to verbally communicate. So my, my strong suit is really writing. So what I did during the transition between pre-UCFI to UCFI is I wrote a lot of story about my life. You know, basically my experience that I just told you that I had. And get what? People listen. I did not know this exists. So I applied to countless number of scholarships. I did not even remember, you know, uh, how many I applied. So I got a quite a bit of money of scholarship, north of a hundred thousand dollars scholarship, so that they allowed me to go to UC of I. And I also, based on my story, UC of I admitted me to become one of their region scholars, 
what it really means is a region scholar, you will be able to get a lot of, you know, like priority scholarship, priority registration, a lot of priority funding, priority, you know, it's, it's a prestigious club as a region scholar, as your member might aware. So from that writing, I, I got very fortunate that UCLI uh, recognized me, my hardship and my determination. That's also the reason why I chose UCLI among other campuses who also accepted me as well. They accept, they recognize my challenge, right, and determination. So with that amount of scholarship that they awarded me, when I entered UCLI, with that, I did not have much struggle financially anymore. Right? With the scholarship support, financial support, I was able to focus much more in terms, you know, exploring my academic endeavor. So when I started at UCLI, like most of you, I understand where you're coming from is that I'm lost. I know I want to become somebody. I know that I want to become, you know, be better in my life. I know that I want to get a job, good pay so I can buy the house, you know, go travel the world, buy stuff that I want. I want all of that. I wanted all of that. But what I didn't know, that what career should I get, you know, or decide to pursue to get to that goal? I, you know, right? Because if you really ask yourself that question right now, it's like, are you sure you want to do that, right? Uh, you want, I mean, we want, we share a lot of common things, you know, good thing in life, good career. I wasn't any exception to that kind of rule. Like, I want all of that, but I didn't know what I want. So at UC of I, I seen I did not have to work. So I spent almost 99% of my time to really exploring, right? That's what I encourage you to do, exploring. You are so young, you're passionate, you have a lot of energy right now. Do not stop exploring. Okay, so what I did was I explored. I have to be frank here. Pharmacy wasn't my first choice. I was declared pre-med. Why? You know, as an Asian, we got all the pressure from our parents. Say, you got to become a doctor because otherwise you're not my son. No more. You know, you're not good enough to be my son or my daughter. Right. Very common theme to be an Asian, uh, Asian kid in the Asian family. So with that pressure, I did that. Not because I love to be pre-med, but I got a lot of pressure from family. So I did explore pre-med. I almost finished off my pre-med and I participate in the lab. I involve into the pre-med society. I do a lot of outreach with medical center. I approach, you know, a lot of things that prepare me to be a good candidate for medical school. Until, you know, second years in, I start to explore a, a, doing research at UCLI Medical Center. Basically, doing that research has really changed my view. You know, basically, it's great. I respect doctors. I love their knowledge. I love their, you know, compassion. I love their sacrifice for the well of their patient. But when I sit down, I come home driving the car. I told myself, it's just not for me, you know. So during that time, I have to redirect, right? So since I know that pre is no longer for me, I start to explore to become a dentist. A lot of my friends become successful dentists right now. I did explore that, and I told myself I can't even deal with my own teeth. I can't. If that's the case, how can I, you know, handle other people's teeth? So dentist was an option for me either, right? So and then I explored nursing, right? Or PA and NP. So in general, like nursing related, I did shadow a lot of PA nursing practitioner, and I told them that it's just, you know, I talked to them again, a lot of knowledge from them, but again, come back to a self reflection point as. I told him it's not for them. Then I also pursued a career in teaching, you know, like clinical research or scientific research to become a professor, 
you know, PhD in biological sciences or physics, then I told myself, uh, not for me. Now, guess what? Pharmacy come to me by accident. Why is it accident? Because during that exploration, I know, oh, I have not tried pharmacy. So that's why I, I really want to encourage you to never stop exploring. Okay? Nobody be able to tell you what career is right career for you except yourself. And the only way for you to know it is exploring, continue to explore. So back to my story, when I discover pharmacy, I shadow pharmacists and I work in the environment, I told myself, oh, this is actually workable. I did not like it at first, to be honest with you. But I said, it's workable. It fit into my personality. So I told myself, why is it fit into my personality? First of all, I still be able to work with patients. That's what I love. That's one of the compassion that I want to get into medical school in the first place, work with patients. The second thing is I'd be able to have a job with a decent paying so I can get a house, get a family, have a kid, travel, and I don't have to work, you know, overtime or like weekend all the time. So I still have a personal time with my family, right? So with all of that factor coming to play, I say, pharmacy for me. And I continue to go down that path with pharmacy. And then the more I get into it and the more I enjoy it. And you can hear my passion about pharmacy. And again, any career you chose, not just pharmacy, it's not for everybody. Same thing with pharmacy as well. You have to love it. How can you love it? It's not from other people, but from yourself, you know, your personality. And you have to discover it and explore to see that it fits your personality. So when I discover my passion in pharmacy, during that exploration, I decided to pursue a career in pharmacy. So I explored pre-pharmacy society. I wasn't really an officer back then. I know of, I involved in a couple of activities. I involved into a couple of like, you know, like outreach and activity as a club member. And then uh, after that, I apply uh, to um, mostly California school and some other, and I got access to, you know, pretty much a lot of them, you know. Um, and then out of all the school, um, my contender is UCSF and UC San Diego. Uh, the only reason why I chose San Diego is really, you know, it's closer to home and I can get home on the weekend. But UCSF is another other way. It's very good school as well. But yeah, so that basically is my journey from, you know, like UC of I, during time at UC of I, and until the time before I decided to get into pharmacy school. Wow, I mean, I really like the idea of your, of your emphasis, right, on exploring other opportunities and, you know, try to put yourself out there and see what are some of the options for you. You know, try to, like, find your passion about it. I really like the idea. And, you know, I'm just re relating to my personal experience as a second year. That's what I was trying to do during my first year. And for my second year, I'm just trying to keep on developing these opportunities and to make sure I keep on being fresh and I keep on loving the career and the field of pharmacy. And yeah, I, I mean, I just really liked your advice in general. Yeah, yeah, and Ryan, I mean, yes. I mean, just, just like I, I know that most of your members, like I told, I put myself back there and then I know that there's a lot of confusion, okay? The one thing that, Beside exploration, right? Another thing that's really good that I always tell my students, including Ryan, by the way, instead of, you know, when you choose a career, what path are you going down the road? Instead of picking, say, I want to become a doctor. I want to become a lawyer. I want to become a pharmacist. I want to become a dentist. Be, before making that decision, try a method called reverse engineering. So I hope you understand reverse engineering is like 
Start with the goal, okay? Asking yourself a question, who you are, what your goal in life is, what kind of job that would fit your personality and you're still happy, and then work it backward. Find a career that fit into all of that. That's what I use when I redirect and explore. What I really mean by that is there's all a lot of pharmacists not happy with their job. Same thing with medical doctors. Same thing with any career you get into. Because they start with the question. They start with the decision say, I want to become this without knowing why. Instead of using the reverse engineer method, asking yourself a question, this is who I am. This is my personality. What career would it fit into my personality, my skillful? And then 10 years from now, 20 years from now, when I get the job, I'm still happy with the decision I'm making. That is the challenge. That's what I challenge all of you to really start to think that way. Change the way you think about to choose a career. Instead of using the traditional method of say, I want to become this, I want to become that, because of some sort of pressure in family and society, want you to become that, ask yourself a question, okay? Who you are, what lifestyle would you like to live or, or have 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, and start to work backward to find a career that fits your personality. And I hope pharmacy is one of them. All right. Thank you so much. I guess we can move on to about your experience at UCSD uh, pharmacy school. Like, what are some of the things that you did during that time? Perfect. So at UC San Diego, the, the approach is going to be slightly different, right? So I, I will put myself into your shoe again. When you're in high school, you don't know what you got to get yourself into to become, to, to get into a university, right? And when you get into your university, all you want to focus on right now is to get a good grade, really good grade. So in the hope that you're going to get into a good school, good graduate school in the future. That could be medical school, pharmacy school, dental, law, or post-grad for any PhD program. How can you get there? To make sure you get a high GPA because it's really challenging if you have a low GPA, right? So that's what you're focusing on by now, which is good. But it shouldn't be a focus. You, I mean, you can relate this. I always, you know, challenging you to say that, okay, that is really good. GPA is good. Focus on that. But however, try not to ignore the extra curriculum part to build yourself as a well-rounded candidate, right? And to make yourself is presentable, not just a bookworm, a book smart, but a very well-rounded candidate when you apply for those schools. For sure, straight A is a goal. But if you don't get straight A, you get you know what, 3.8, 3.9, do not disappoint about yourself, okay? That's still very good grade. However, if you can get 3.8 and 3.9 and you are involved in activity like this, Brian, run the club, you know, make sure that have an impact into other people's lives. Make sure to get yourself out of experience that you really contribute into society and humanity for these four years. To be frank with you, I would pick you. I would choose you because I did that in my time at UC San Diego. So to get back into the question, what I did in UC San Diego, that's what I did. I had to redirect myself. I say, you know what? I can't just focusing on getting a straight A anymore, which I did at UC of I. Now, straight A is my goal. You know, I'm still involved, but 95% of my time is getting A. Now, at UC San Diego, I have to ask myself a question. What next? You know, four years of school, you think it's long, but... Trust me, I mean, you look back from now, it's going to be so short, right? So when I get to UCFI, I ask myself, what next? 
Because if I continue to be bookworm, I don't know how to socialize, I don't know how to talk to people, I can't get a job. What good are you as a intelligent, smart people if you cannot transfer your knowledge to another person so they can understand what you're trying to tell? It's really hard to communicate. I mean, I, I believe you experienced that in your life. A lot of smart people, you have no idea to understand them. So I have to ask myself that question. So knowing that question, I have to split my, my time to really not my goal is not shit anymore. My goal to really still become a good student, you know, D, D plus is good. But 50% of my time, I need to get involved. Activity, I involve into a lot of clubs at San Diego. I involve into the legislative committee. I actually founded a legislative committee with my classmate, for sure, at UC San Diego School. What I do is, like, we advocate for the law to change in the profession, you know? We didn't have that at UC San Diego. So I have founded as a, one of the founders, right? I involved into countless, you know, association, you know, California Association, National Association, and all other association. And I work. I work, too. Because without work experience, it's really hard to get a job. So at UC San Diego, to sum it up, during four years, my goal changed not become a straight A student, but rather become a B plus or A minus student. I still need to have a good knowledge to become a competent and good pharmacist, right? At the same time, I need to find a job post-grad, which I involve into a callous activity, you know, a few I just mentioned, and I work because experience does count, just like Ryan right now, right? That's what I really, you know, like enjoy and have. Ryan as one of my student worker uh, because that's what I did in the past. He working, he studying hard. I have no doubt he's one of those like perfectionists want to get a straight A, right? Which is good. There's nothing you should do that at this stage, you know. At the same time, he involved into an extra curriculum like we're having this podcast, and then he working for me, you know, one or twice a week to build the knowledge. So when he applying to grad school on the paper because I don't know him, I, I don't have a chance to see him yet. But on the paper, I like to talk to this guy, you know, because to me, I rather choose a well-rounded applicant versus a bookworm applicant. And matter of fact, I did sit in UC San Diego Pharmacy School interview committee and admission committee, and those are the criteria that we actually select the candidate. We want a well-rounded candidate. So that is my my summary for my time at UC San Diego. Thank you so much. I guess we can, again, move on to how does your first job look like? And, you know, what was the decision behind, you know, switching, coming back to UC Irvine and serving as the manager slash director of uh, the Student Health Center Pharmacy? So post-grad, post-grad, remember I told you when I, I was at UC San Diego, I have to ask myself the question, so what next? So because of that question, what next? While most of my friends are struggling to get a job, I got the job offer before I graduated, you know, because my goal and my directions prepare me for post-graduation while I'm in school, you know, while most of my friends decide to prepare for their post-graduation the last year of their schooling or even the last few months before their graduation. Real life doesn't work like that. In You are right now in the nurturing environment where everybody is nice, everybody is really good, everybody tries to motivate you to become the best of yourself. That's the perfect ideal environment. And not try to discourage you, but in real world, it's totally different. Right? It's really different. It's all depending on, for sure, you need to be intelligent people, you need to be smart, 
But at the same time, networking is so crucial, right? Because why? I don't know you. If you're applying for a job and I know a person who's applying for it and I can validate that based on the time I have with them, just like Ryan. I know him for the past four years. By the time he graduated pharmacy school, he applied for a job. Say, I work with him for four years. So I know him. I know his work ethics. I know his ability to work as a pharmacist. And he went to the good school. I would prefer him over some other candidate, have a similar you know, profile, but I don't know them, right? So networking is super duper, I cannot stress enough, so important in real life, okay? Not trying to say that you can, you should only base on the networking to get the job, you kind of hustling to get a job. That's not my point. My point is in addition to become a good student, well-rounded candidate, you know, extracurriculum, involving activity and going to work, get to know a lot of people, you know? And because doing that networking, they are in the way interviewing you for a job. If when you graduate, they're going to have some sort of a job, they know you already. So because during the time you know them, that is the grad interview, right? So post-graduation job interview, during four years that you know them or how many years you know them. So come back to answering my question. That's what I did. A lot of the boss that hired me right up before I graduate was because of they know me. They were seen I was a P1, the pharmacy year once in pharmacy school. And I worked with them for the past four years. They know my work ethic. They know my credibility. I know they know my competency in terms of pharmacy. So even before I graduate, I already got a job offer. I know where I work. I know that I can get back to Orange County. Basically, in pharmacy world, getting back, get a job at New Orleans County is going up like near to impossible or like not even consider getting to Orange County. But as a new grad, I get a job guarantee to work in Orange County, close to home, you know, so I can come back to my parents just because of the networking. Okay, it's very important. So when after I graduate, most of my friends chose a career in they call the residency, postgraduate training, which is very good. Again. Do not go into that because of a pressure. Just go into it because you have to ask yourself a question. Do you want that? Or is it fit me? Okay. So I did ask myself the question about the residency, PGY1 and PGY2. After a lot of consideration and even my faculty, my professor convinced me to go through that process. And again, I asked myself the question, it's not for me. It's just not for me. Um, 60% of my classmates go toward that route become residency, to get extra knowledge, right? To make themselves more competitive in the job market. And then you can also go to like fellowship for industry. You can also go to, you know, like become, you know, drug approval for the FDA or work for the government. Well, basically that's like college job opportunity. I know at the beginning is I love operation. I love management. And I have a business skill in my mind because my family, everybody doing business. I'm the only guy decided to go to healthcare. So, you know, innately, I born and raised in a family that always have the business skill in mind. I use my strength, postgraduate as a business mind, scientist mind, healthcare practitioner mind, and the passion for operation. So I decided, you know, go into management right away. Now, backtrack a little bit. Typically, it's not a traditional way. Right. Most people, if you want to become manager or director, you have to get at the bottom level and prove yourself. And then after your proven period, 
you get promoted into like manager or director, etc. I go just go straight up to manager. I'll skip the other part because during four years, my boss worked with me. He know that I can become manager right away. So I become manager. And then during my career, my first company, I worked for Rite Aid, right? So Rite Aid company is one of those very innovative drug change pharmacy. I become manager. And then after that, I got promoted into many different roles. District manager, you know, regional trainer, where I train out of pharmacists, you know, in terms of clinical skill. And then, you know, like I work in a corporate for a period of time to help running the company. And then I go back to like division where I, I help uh, my boss running the Southern California division. So many different, you know, positions because of it fit my, my personality as a pharmacist, right? And then 2018, early 2019, I asked myself the question again, you know, self-reflection, continuous self-reflection is always good for you. I told myself, I want something more. So I decided to change my career still within pharmacy, but instead of traditional retail management pharmacy, I changed into another company called, you know, like do specialty pharmacy, clinical work infusion, where you compound a drug, you basically like everything from scratch, you just mix it together. Like you heard about, you watch Breaking Bad, right? Just like chemists, you know, like you break all, you, you mix all the drugs together and then you, you use your pharmacy knowledge and then you do all this cool stuff and kaboom, that's a bag of medication for the patient, right? The only person can do in this world is a pharmacist. No one else has that ability to do that. A physician or a doctor that people call, they know how to write a prescription. There's no way they can make the back of the medication to put into the patient's body. Impossible. They don't understand how to do it. Not a scientist. The scientists can discover the drugs, but when they make the drugs, they don't know how to make it, to make it safety to put in the patient's body. But as a pharmacist, we have the good combination of both sides. We understand the human body as a physician, and we understand the chemistry like a scientist, and we combine them together to make sure that when you mix the drugs and put them into a bag, and that bag will go into the human body, it makes sure you don't kill the person. And only pharmacists be able to ensure that. I enjoy that job so much. I love it so much. In that role, I was the pharmacist to do all of that cool stuff. Also, I love management. So I oversee the entire region of Southern California. You know, so basically in that company, I work at all the patients in Southern California. as like majority of them get the medication through us. And I, I partly help them get that recognition better. Right. So I love that job. So honestly, come back to UCLI is really an accident. I love, like I told you, I love that job. I love being a pharmacist, cool chemist, slash, you know, physician, you know. And then at the time, a old manager at the UCLI Student Health Center, that old director, he retired. So I just, one of those days, I just served the internet. I was like, oh, UCLI. And I asked myself a question. I really want to go back. Because of UCLI, that's why I'm here today. You know, they gave me so much and I wanted to go back. So I decided to apply without really expecting to get the job. Because it's not only getting a job in OC is difficult, getting the job in OC at UCLI is like very difficult, not like nearly impossible. Right? So I applied again at UCLI. You know, so I love this school. When I got to undergrad, they see my struggle, they want to award me. Now, at this time, when I applied to become a director of pharmacy, they recognized my accomplishment. 
and they see it. So they invited for me to interview. So after a series of interview and series of, you know, like application and make sure I am who I am and I know that what I'm doing, they decide to take another chance on me, you know. So I got the job and I can tell you that so far, this is one of the best job I have since I started pharmacy career in 2009 because I get to work with you guys. You know, I can see myself when I was a student, I see that the passion, the energy that you have and, you know, the loss that you have part of the development, you know. So I want to get near the student and I want to work for you guys and I enjoyed it so much. You know, having a student like Ryan work in my pharmacy, that's also the reason why I want to come back here. I want to develop a new generation of leader. I might be a leader now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. My thinking might be old. My thinking might not be applicable for 20 years from now or 30 years from now. I need a generation like from you, you know, from Ryan, to make sure that our thinking is still applicable to make our profession progress toward the better future. So as we approach to the end of the episode, what are some of those goals, changes that you would like to implement in the future here at SHC to provide better health services for the students? So basically, what do I want to implement at the SSC in the future? Like I just mentioned previously, time change, our knowledge change. Therefore, our practice will be changed as well. So what I mean by that is, I'm not sure you guys are familiar with that. When I came to America in 2002, I had to use a computer that as big as a box. And I, my internet is actually dial up to download a song that would take about five minutes to download a song that's like less than four megabytes. That's less than 20 years ago. That could be, I, I, I know most of you are too young to even experience that, right? But right now, remember that the laptop is just like, basically it's your phone and your computer and everything you download will take milliseconds to get it done. So you see how much technology and knowledge and things changed in the last 20 years, right? That's life. That's real life. That's experience. Pharmacy is not different. 20 years ago, what we did was make sense. However, it no longer makes sense now. So post-graduation, me right now in particular, I want to make sure to ask myself a question. Is what we're doing right now at SHC to make sense to serve you as a student, right? For instance, do you guys even read email anymore? No, right? We use social media as a way of communicating. So we don't have that technology, right? Who use email to request the medication anymore? No, you use the app. You probably talk to Siri and you probably talk to Alexa. You say, hey, Alexa, can you request SSC to order medication for me? That's what I want to do. I want to bring the practice of the pharmacy up to date so that everything we do makes sense at the current time. Now, what we're doing right now is not bad. It's working, and it was used to be a standard practice 20 years ago. But is it still a standard practice now? Is, is that the question I'm asking as the director of pharmacy? My answer for that is probably not, because my population patient is you. You are Gen Z. Some of you are a millennial. Millennial and Gen Z like technology. You know, we lack behind that. So what I really want to do in the pharmacy is bring our pharmacy technology up to date so that Gen Z and millennial understand, okay, 
at least, you know, this pharmacy, you know, worth it to give it a try. What good of the pharmacy if nobody using it? What good are you of, of a pharmacist if nobody even want your opinion or under your care? So to make ourselves valuable, to make pharmacy value, to make me as a valuable pharmacist, I need to make sure that my patient want me. Right? If my patient doesn't want me, then what's the point of this? Right? What's the point to go to work? What's the point to really have a pharmacy? Right? So that is my ultimate goal. You know? And hopefully, hopefully with that goal, I'll be able to, hopefully, I, I'm not sure what next generation going to be right now, Gen Z. I'm not sure what, what next generation going to be. Hopefully, they still appreciate the technology I'm going to implement, you know. But again, this real life is you never stop learning. You never stop updating yourself. You never stop, even though I'm done with school. It's, it's just a start of your life. It's not like the finish of your life. So I'm still learning. I'm still updating myself. I still want to make sure that my pharmacy is make sense for my patient. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your story and advice, Tien. Once again, thank you for being our guest for this episode. I hope this episode shows our audience the dedication of our pharmacy and the rest of SXC to serve the students. Our next episode, which is the season finale, will come out in the upcoming weeks as we approach the end of the quarter and year. And as always, stay tuned to our announcements and see you all next time. Ryan, Zod out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the ZotRx podcast. You can learn more about us as an organization by going to our website at sites.uci.edu slash pharmacy and follow us on our social media. You can also support our program by donating to us through Venmo at pps at UCI. See you next time. Zot out.